Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the best new host and podcast show, the Call and Demands Answers show live every week. This is episode 46 with Ollie Holman. He's a sculptor out of Northern England and creates exquisite steel sculptures for affluent clients looking for beautiful personal art to enjoy. For his commissions email, email him at ollie at ollieholman.com and his website is www.ollieholman.com for all his art. So without further ado, welcome to the Call of Man's Answers show. Um, like I was just saying to you off air, uh, just go ahead to start is how I usually start it. Just go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, things like that. Okay. Uh, well, I'm Ollie Holman. Um, I'm a metal sculptor. I work with metal uh, from an, an early age. I've been working with metal, metal, making sculptures in a variety of um, uh, subject matters, like from horses to uh, figurative wall pieces to very organic kind of sculptors and um, and work in a variety of sizes really and um, I started out doing a bit of scrap metal kind of sculptures um, with a lot of car parts welding them together and then I gradually developed into more um, uh, making things from scratch or like a bit of forge work like like a blacksmith you know hitting some uh, mani- manipulating the metal and uh, the sheet metal and just bashing a lot and then just kind of welding and I'm kind of more like fabrication really so it kind of blended into that a little bit. And then I also do a bit of um, decorative, like um, designer um, lighting pieces and uh, other like furniture bits as well. Um, but I'm more into the sculpture section these days. Um, so yeah, hopefully that sums me up. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like I said before, I saw you on um, Instagram, I think was the social media I saw you on. And I saw you had these, you were like, it was either you posing in front of these super tall, like structures of these um, sculptures. And I was like, that is yeah. dope. Uh, and I just wanted to talk to you about some of them. Uh, yeah. So you were saying you do some of the, like the blacksmiths, like hammering stuff now. How did you, yeah. like you, you were giving a little rundown, but how did you get into sculpting? Like, was it something you always had a passion for? Or did you kind of just come along? Like, have you always been artistic? How did you get into it like that? Well, it was, it, I think I, I owe a lot to my dad. Wise, he as a way of keeping me busy on the weekends. Uh, he taught me how to weld. Like, so I was like thirteen. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be welding at thirteen, like <laughs> making sculptures with that. But yes, yeah, so he taught me how to weld. Like, um, so I just made use of his scrap pile, and I just got really found really fun just to make sculptures out of all these like odd bits of like car parts. And uh, it used to be amazing to like turning this you know this junk, well, a lot of people's junk, into to. In, in you know innovative kind of like sculptures a bit and it used to be just really quite fun. I love the passion of like turning like you know having a second lease of life for any kind of object you find and it was also nice to like when you start off um, in the early days you used to just start with one piece and that would set you off on the idea like uh, for example I did this like um, uh, like a running mat it's not on my website or anything but it looked like a shoe so I thought oh that spring to mind right running man so and then it just kind of goes from there so it used to be from them kind of days. That's how it kind of began with that love affair with metal. Um, but I never really thought you could make a career out of it, though. Because like I was always been, I've always been very kind of creative. Like I've always been good at art, and I used to draw free di- and a lot of cars. Where I, all of all of my school school, uh, I used to, all of my um, papers. I used to just go drawing cars and getting told off for drawing cars all the time. Uh, so I've um, always always been into like that art, that side. But like you say, throughout school. They never really got told that this could be a career to do it. I only found it quite a bit later on that actually, oh, you can actually make a career doing this. Um, so initially, like I say, I just just did it and think it was just something you do for fun. You're not really anything um, you can do every day. Uh, so I actually thought I'd go into the acting days. I, I went into thought I'd become an actor, <laughs> so something else. And then, but then realised it, it wasn't for me. And then got found out that you could do. Uh, art full time like uh, um, uh, study it further I'm like oh why not what else why not hell I should do this like I did it and had the best couple of years of my life in terms of education wise just full on learning the art learning history of art learning all many different techniques and um, my local uh, college um, colleagues college of art was just brilliant and uh, they just really pushed you as well in, in different directions as well like you just didn't really yeah open my mind really and thought oh this is a bit what I want to do um, but then it had a little curveball in terms of I thought I wanted to do design and not, not really art. I got away from being just art, art. I did a bit more design because uh, I really quite liked uh, the – I thought it was really clever. If you create a sculptural piece, but no, that had but that did a function now. So if you created like a designer piece, but it also looks sculpturally aesthetic and brilliant in its own right, I thought it had a better longevity. 
Mm-hmm. Like it'll last for ages, and you'll treat you'll treat beef a lot better, and you'll treat it treat it with more respect. And cause I feel that's the way we should be going now. Have, have whatever you get, it should be respected, and and it should be you really should really want it, you know. And that's that's why I have my concept in my design work now, is to do that, create pieces that are very desirable, very you know luxury, um, luxury, and very you know you know beautifully sculptural kind of pieces. But I think you like say, well, you respect it like a sculpture, so. Uh, so then that's why I think then going back into sculpture work, it's kind of, I think I've got a lot of admiration in my sculpture work. So and that's how I got back into sculpture work to try and make it that as a business really. And um, I think that's, I feel like I know that's what I'm good at. I feel like there's no one else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a good bit more unique style in this metal work. So, uh, so I feel that's why I've continued in that kind of, uh, that progression really, if that makes sense. No, uh, I've talked to a, a- a bit of like artists in their own respect. I've never talked to a s- sculpture. Sculpture. Ah, there you go. First one. <laughs> uh, would you? Would, would it be a sculpturist? A sculptor? I that's a sculptor, really. I, it is weird. Sculptor, like that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it, it, it is interesting when you say that though. It's, it's weird as well. Like as you uh, starting to do this, like what, that moment to feel like you can call yourself that. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Like it's like when you first early days of doing it, you don't feel like you. Oh, I'm. I'm an artist, I'm a di- and you're just not sure on yourself because you're, you're not got a lot of, you know, work behind you backing or, or success or anything. You don't feel like, I'm, I'm not, I can't call myself this yet because I'm not doing well enough in my head. You know what I mean? So it's, it's easy enough. Like I go, okay, no, I am a sculptor. But it's all, you know, go on and try that. I'm, I'm a bit more comfortable in my work and myself and I've done this a bit longer. So yeah, it's like, okay, well, that is what I am. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, that's interesting you say that because uh, I get that. Like early days of this show, I would just say, oh, here's uh, here's an episode of the podcast or here's a podcast episode. Yeah. And now it's like I am a podcaster and I do these yeah. things because it has grown. So it is interesting you say that because you very rarely promote it in the early days and it's kind of yeah. rough. And then as it starts to take off more and more, it yeah. almost like takes over like your yeah. That's interesting you say that. Um Back to what I was saying before this, though. So I have talked to a good amount of artists and stuff. And the cool thing that um, I have seen is that in the 21st century, mainly like 2015 on when like social media started becoming like really prominent, uh, you see like people doing things creatively or even um, organically uh, original that they uh, they're really passionate about and making an income or um creating a business out of it rather than just getting a standard nine to five. So by you saying like you can actually make a career out of it, I think, or do you think a big part of that comes from this social media expansion that we see in this 21st century? I definitely feel like it's in some ways, if if you clever enough to understand the whole craziness of the algorithm works. Oh, sorry. Weird thing. Hang on two seconds. I'll just get this. My things are doing weird. Hang on. Sorry. There we go. No, you're good. Um, Sorry, I'll answer it again. Um, uh, to answer that, I feel like if you understand the whole social media concept of it, like, you know, the whole craziness of that, how arguments work and otherwise, um, or the, how it works to get itself promoted, um, yeah, definitely, yeah, it definitely it gives, and I, well, it just definitely gives people hope as well. It does give people of incentive to inspire a lot of people to want to do it. Like I said, because you see on social media, there's so many like artists, so many sculptors, and some ways it can be daunting. It's like, oh, how the hell, how am I going to shine above? How am I going to shine from all of them? At the same time, it's like you've got this opportunity to get into so many doors, like you say, you can do it right. I don't feel like I've nailed it. I feel like most people, most most artists, don't know they've nailed it yet. And um, because I don't really know how the system really works. Really. Like, well, you know, you you found me from it, so that's amazing. You know, it's it has it does have this brilliant connect um, through everybody, doesn't it? Like through. All, all corners of the world so it is great in that aspect uh, if, if, if you can nail it yeah definitely I think you could definitely well for my girl, girlfriend for example she's an illustrator and she did a lot of work through Instagram and um, uh, other social media she does really well with it um, she gets a lot of business through it and, um, and it's growing and growing a little bit more and so I can see that that snowballing effect a little bit like once you work it all out I can see it going on but for me wise I'm I want to try and grow but I'm not I'm not just relying focusing on that. I'm trying to go for my audience. I think um, Tiger Mag is a bit older, so I'm trying to do more direct marketing of like uh, going to like actual like proper shows. And this is a whole big plan wise for me. So it's kind of knowing what's 
what you think your market is good for. And it's just, but yeah, but to answer your question, yes. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm tangenting on or something else. No, you're good. No, um, you're good. Yeah, you just said you were just saying that you, your market's almost a little older, and so you're trying to do more direct. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I feel like it's always like for specific areas or specific genres. Um, I always think it's definitely you got to find your niche. You got to find the people that yeah. will follow you. Um, and sculpting, I I guarantee uh, is like that because you know the cool thing that I've always known about like sculptures and stuff is like you can always be baffled by them. And this yeah. is true with anything yeah. that is um, artistic. It's just sculptures, like, it magnifies. Like, I mean, in, to an extent, like, would you call a, like, a super magnificent building a sculpture? Oh, yeah. In, I think in some ways, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I used to get inspired by buildings, like, like some architects. Like, some, there are some magnificent kinds, you know, there are some magnificent buildings out there. But definitely, I would get, you could definitely get inspired by that. But to answer a little bit about the sculpture fact, like, their wild factor, like, I actually do did do. After I came back from uni, I started to get into painting a lot, and it used to be like my little saddy thing. And I could do, and I got to find I was quite well good. And I was trying to juggle all these hats because like, I'm like, oh, I like a bit of painting, I like a bit of sculpture, I like a bit of this, and I couldn't seem to decide where I was. And the one thing that stopped me, what, what made me go down the sculpture, I had more success in my sculpture work than I did my painting, in, in other words. I noticed for me, getting back to what you're saying, niching down, I like realized. I could be, become more successful, get get to the top of the food chain easier if I did my sculpture work. I had, like, say, a bit more of a wow factor. I made me realise it's not as easy as it is. You know what I mean? It's not... I would say it's a little bit more difficult. You have to obviously have a bit, you know, tools and, and a bit of the space to do it, wise. But it still is that element of... I feel like I knew that I had something different um, in the sculpture element a little bit. And it has that little, like, say, more wow factor. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, amazing. I like to turn people's... What about my work wise is I like to change the perception of metal. A lot of people think of metal and think this big, robust, and very, you know, very, very strong and just very kind of cold wise. Yes. I like to turn that perception into very making very organic and very delicate. And, and I think to surprise a lot of people with some of the stuff I do that actually they realize it's metal. And so that's the nice bit, the uniqueness of if you get me, that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, but a little quote, uh, who is it? This is my silly quote. I like to think this anyway is a. Uh, Picasso said, uh, I know if you don't want to say the big name Picasso, but he said sculpture is the art of, oh, damn, I've got to ruin it now, is the <laughs> art of uh, intelligent, is intelligent art. But basically, I'm about saying like, it's not just an idea concept, it's idea concept, but, but you know, three-dimensional. It's, it's you know, I, I need to find, a, I'll get a quote better, really, but it was something along the lines of that. So one of the... This is going to sound ridiculous, but I think SpongeBob is awesome in, in a sense. You know what SpongeBob is? I'm sure you yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the, <laughs> the, the, I was like, you know what SpongeBob is? Everyone knows what SpongeBob is. And one of the, one of the episodes of SpongeBob that I, I always like think about uh, as intelligent is like the episode where they're doing the sculptures and SpongeBob's just like super good at it and Squidward wants to be good at it, but he's not good and SpongeBob's yeah. just natural at it. Do you think that sculpting is something that comes to you naturally or do you think that like you develop the skill over time? So let me put that in a different way. Do you think that you were naturally inclined to want to be a sculpture and be good at it or do you think that no, like you just like artistically sound and so sculpting yeah. you just found it along the way. No, no, that's interesting. That's a good question. I, I, I think I've always had a, a net uh, sense of three dimensional uh, form really. Like when, even when I drawed, I used to always draw in three dimensional and used to, uh, what, uh, at the time I was quite known, well, I don't want to say like a child prodigy, but you know, I got told a lot, like quite wild, a lot of um people from my age, I used to draw very three-dimensional, like, um, as a young age. I used to baffle a lot of the teachers. We, uh, I feel like I'm really getting really ego now, like, oh, I was so very good at doing this. No, yeah. uh, <laughs> But it was just saying that was, I used to always just, it's always more well, fascinating to do three-dimensional. And I always thought, well, it's just, it just makes it come alive, doesn't it? I think I just love that three-dimensional form. So I think I wasn't too surprised. And then when I used to then get into drawing cars all the time, I used to always knew how to do it three-dimensional in, on paper or all on things. So I think I always feel like I've had a, in a sense, to be able to do it. And even when doing some sculpture work, I don't see other sculptors, and I'm not a papua wise, but um, sometimes when they're doing something, they create a lot of frames for it um, to make a figure or, or, or some kind of you know animal or something, and they make a very basic frame first. And I always feel like I don't need to do that. Like 
I'm always surprised a lot of times they do like obviously it doesn't help it maybe I'm doing it making life harder for myself but I'm always like oh no I can do it in, in one few lines I don't need to do loads of have loads of things to help me and I've always done if I like to challenge myself to yeah so I always feel like I'm, I've got a good perception I don't know I think I think so I do feel there is some inner inner sense skill obviously you do hone it I do feel like I have honed it over time and got more comfortable in your saying. I do think you get, you've pushed the boundaries and, you know, your skill set. But I do think there is that tiny bit of sense. You know something. I am fascinated by interests in things, like why people are interested in certain things, why um, ideas attack the mind of certain people. Yeah. Uh, because it doesn't – It. I mean, it. it it's – it's so important because we're so similar as human beings. We're the same species, you know, but we're all so different. Like there's yeah. like, there, like not only is there like human beings, but there's also like men and women. Like those are like two humans who are like more alike than different, but so different. And then beyond that, there's the, like people have different IQs, people have different interests, you know? And so I'm always fascinated by why certain people are interested in certain things. And I think to an extent, what I've learned is because before I started this podcast talking to all different types of people, I thought not everybody was creative. You know, I thought some people were creative and some people not. But now that I'm, what I'm finding talking to a lot of people is everyone's creative. It's just if they're passionate about what they're creating, you know, um, if people aren't necessarily tapping into that creativity, maybe they're not passionate about what they're doing. And so I think it's more about like, what I'm learning more about life is you got to find something you're passionate about and then add your own originality to it. And I think that's what you're saying you do with sculptures. Like you have this perception um, and you see something and then you like mold and then obviously you get better over time. But um, (laughs) um, you get better over time. And so I, I, but, but if you still add some of your own originality to it. Yeah. No, no, definitely. I definitely get, I get where um, you're coming from. Because I was like, uh, I mean, obviously, I don't want to bring this situation at the moment, but it's like, like I always feel like it's not when people don't find their pan- uh, their like, their passion wise, or and also realizing, don't just think stopgap creativity means um, being an artist, being musician, being this and that. Creativity is in many aspects. It gets me like you know, it's you can be creative in science, you can be creative in you know outside of thinking and marketing, or, or there's there's lots of aspects to creativity. I don't feel like we don't really. I feel like we the world puts the creativity in a box and be going. It's only people who are do painting or do this, and it's just like you know, do it. There are lots of and give it to, like saying. I feel like then you might give it more respect, and then realize how precious it is to 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 find you know to be um, to like say tap and open your um, passions. You know, because I feel like we're so much more complete as human beings mm-hmm. if you have a passion or it's all and like I always. I mean, Dad always said to me as you go, saying he's want, he's, he doesn't, you know, wants me just to be happy and doing something that I love and passion. So he's kindly he's helped me support my, you know, my whole parents have helped me support my career because they wanted me to be happy and they and they knew that this is what I should be doing. If it like they knew this is my passion and they wanted me to do it, and so obviously I have the struggles of trying to understand we're going to go in, and and so just like I say it's just. I, I was thinking with this whole situation, I know I keep bringing, I don't want to bring up like this, the COVID and all, but I hope that it's giving people a pause a little bit. I hope it's giving people a little time to reset and go, actually, what is really important in my life? I feel like it has. I've, I've talked to a lot of people that I've sometimes bumped into, you know, obviously socially bumped into, and like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about this. And it's just like, nice to hear like, it's giving people stopping the whole rat race and starting to realize actually, what do I really want? You know what I mean? It's like in, in there's so much more than, than just you know waking up the next day doing something you hate for the next for the next five five days and then wait hey, it's a weekend and then da, 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 you know what I mean? So it's and like I say it's precious. I you know I take you know really grateful that I get to do you know whenever I'm a bad day sometimes like and I could be I could be you know yeah. no nothing no no offense to waitresses or something like that. I could be doing something I don't want to do. Yeah. And yet you know so even though I'm may have a few moments of complaining it's not you know it's going all right in it so yeah hopefully more people find their passions because we've got you know yeah. endless endless opportunities endless and i have been saying this since the start of uh, my podcast um <clears throat> covid has given me the chance to start something like this and grow that's it. great 
Um, yeah, and it's it's weird too because like before I was like like last so I'm in college so let me get it last semester I was um I like kind of was doing this but it was like wasn't really like anything yet it wasn't like a show it wasn't like I was promoting it it was like I would do an episode yeah. be like hey you should check this out yeah. And I kind of had a feeling that I was like, I could do it, but it wasn't like ready yet. And then as COVID like first hit, like right before COVID hit, um, I started doing it through Zoom, but I wasn't really posting things, but I was like, just feeling like seeing a person face to face seems more um, personal, I guess. And so um, we got sent home because of COVID and everything, everything blew up. This was March of last year. Okay. Scratch yeah. everything I'm saying. <laughs> Scratch everything I'm, I was thinking. Scratch everything I'm saying. We get this. Is, fast forward to after we get sent home. So yeah. I'm already sent home. And then I started this. Um, but it wasn't really anything. And then last semester, which COVID was already happening, that's when it started building up. And then I go home for winter break. And that's when it really took off. So we didn't play football. So I played football here. And we didn't play football all last semester. And it, and it kind of had this this podcast idea stirring in my head, you know? Yeah. And then I finally went home and I was free and I was just like talking to some of my friends and things like that. And then I was like, hey, like, do you want to come on the show? And they were like, yeah. And then it started building up and then I would start DMing people. And then, and now it's where it's at. And I'll, yeah. and, and one thing I've always told people is like, what this is giving me, what COVID is giving me is like you were saying, it's giving me a pause. It's like, I don't have to just be a student athlete. Like I can follow some other passions. And, you know, one thing I will say to people, I try to tell people like a lot that I'm close to a lot. This is if you have an idea and you can't get that idea stuck out of your head and it's something you can pause it and do just try it, man. Like who cares if you fail? Like just try it. And I think you would agree. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's it is interesting, like you say, like when you hear people doing, who like you say, had an itch, and I'm like an itch or something. And I'm like, you know, you talk to some people, like, oh, I felt, oh, I really wanted to do this once ages ago. And like, you think how sad it is. Like, well, you could have given it a go, and then, like you say, you feel, you know, it's like, it's like you'll just burn on you for the rest of life, kind of thing. But um, that's why, like I say, you, you, I know, and positive is to look on that and realize, you know, at your, your age, you are, and I, so, and I take that as an inspiration. Well. Don't go down that path. Then come on, we need to you know, keep keep pushing the boundaries a little bit more. And I do feel like sometimes um, I am a bit bugger to to be well, be a bit a bit cautious. But it's um, but the other one's going at me. You can't hear that, can you? I don't think. Can you hear that? Yeah, yeah, but it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think everyone's forgotten what I'm doing right now. But yeah, no. it'll go off. Do you want me to just leave it? Yeah, it's fine. You can leave it. Right, okay. Uh, sorry. No, you're good. Oh, I feel really bad. Uh, no, the worst podcaster person ever, isn't it? No, 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 it's not. You're uh, good. Uh, so what I was going to say is, I'll just stop until late that goes. It shouldn't be too much longer. If it's, if it's interrupting... I don't think I cut it out or not. Yeah. <laughs> if it's interrupting right, your thought... All right, there right. you go. Okay. I didn't want to let like, you be talking and you hear that in the background. Yeah, like, I feel that. Uh, um, sorry. Uh, what I was going to say is... Um, uh, oh, God, I've lost my train of thought, you know. Uh is uh oh god i forgot now. <laughs> sorry what were we talking we were talking about um we were talking about yeah, the goals, i forgot man. i think we were talking about starting things during covid and how yeah yeah and how yeah, you should do something if you want to do it and you were yeah. saying something about if you lose it uh if you don't do it you could have you we were basically saying like better to regret doing something than to yeah. never done it at all yeah no yeah definitely i think yeah, you can't, because otherwise, like you say, you, you, you'll never, you'll never know, wouldn't you? you never know what possibilities. And, and I've also, and I will say, I was going to um, say though, is like, I am, I'm, I'm trying to consciously be like that and push yourself a bit more. And it's hard, like, all of me, because I, sometimes I have the, the tendency to struggle to keep pushing yourself. It's quite hard sometimes you, you get quite cautious to, uh, especially like for me, example, in the marketing, but it's like, I want to push to grow and become a better um, level and get more reach and get into a higher class of, uh, you know, clientele. And I think I want to push yourself and go, it's like having the faith a little bit to just go to the big show. Cause I've got like a lot of things in my head that I'm not sure how I need to push to get to the next level. And you're like, it's like I'm almost um, like um, prepping myself all the time. I'm constantly not yeah. trying to like sandbag ready, ready for it. I'm getting waiting, waiting, waiting for this like leap to happen. 
And then after this COVID thing, I was like, I'm right, I can't get all my girls, things happen. Then COVID, I was like, oh, God damn it, this is wet. So I'm like, I'm constantly feel like I've always been like just prepping myself and waiting for this big kind of like leap to to the world a little bit more, like some some big shows are going to do. And like, that is one bit with me, why is it, I need to realize to, to push yourself to just go for it sometime. Like I've been working up towards um, uh, work-wise. It's like, yeah, you just want to, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm an issue as well. I know I'm doing well so far. Um, uh, but it can still can get these lingering things. So, like I say, it keeps me going to think. No, I'm, I know I want to be my end goal. I want to be over there, you know, the higher end bit. So that keeps you that fire in you to go. Well, I'm not there yet. You know, you know, you always want to re- reach this next height, really. So I always wonder, like, um, I always wonder that um, uh, you know, like, I know, I know, offense to people who like, you know, want to. If they just want to do then you know Monday Friday job and seem to be happy and do because a lot of people out there just maybe they want that kind of life and I just think sometimes I feel a bit bad when I'm like oh why you should have a bit more of an ambition to do this or you should do this or you know push yourself at the same time if, if you're happy doing if you enjoy what you're doing though I don't think you, there's, there's no pressure after there's so much less depression than you had less less mental issues less you know and yeah there's, there's lots of yeah as long as you're doing something what you're happy really that's I mean there's, because a lot, there is a lot of stress, like say, if you don't with self-employed stuff and doing something business your own business, there's a lot of stresses, obviously. So if that puts a lot of people off and puts strain on yourself, and like I say, do something else. It's just doing that thing that's happy. Like I mean, I could have easily done a, um, just become a blacksmith for, for an apprentice. I could have done gone down that route. And as long as I'm still making stuff like that, and all the worries of being a business owner and all that lot are out of my hand. It happens. It's the employers, you know issue so it could you know there are that kind of roots but i still would have been happy and um, i think but at the same time me i've got this bit of ego i want to have my name in, in out there and be you know top dollar you know um uh, sculptor so but yeah so i don't know if that helps answer your question no it but, does uh, it does um you know i i was just thinking that like like artistic behavior and things of that nature um, anything, you know, when people, cause I don't know if everyone's like this, but I know I am for sure is like, sometimes I'll have an idea about something and I'll be laying in bed and like, I can't, I toss and turn all night. Cause I'm thinking about that one idea where that idea spurs into 10 ideas, you know? And so one of the things I always say is that like, you know, don't run from those ideas. But I think a lot of people are afraid of failure, afraid of yeah, judgment, yeah. afraid of losing something secure that they have. I mean, I'm the same way. You know, one of the things that I'm struggling with right now is balancing not only my girlfriend lives at home and I'm in a different state, um, going to school, um, playing football, having a show, and being a like I'm I, I'm a a straight A student. So like those are five major things that take over my life. Not not to mention I'm religious, my family. You know, I have a lot of things that I'm balancing, but I'm trying to do my best at it. And one of the things I'm struggling with is what are my priorities? You know, I have these 10 things, these seven to 10 things that are like really truly important to me. But what is number one on that list? Yeah. Um, and what is number seven? And the problem is at any given time, any of them can feel like one and any of them can feel like seven, you know? And so I I think one of the biggest things you can do, especially if you're young is, you know, make, make sure you have your priorities in check, you know, what do you want to do? And then where else is, where does that fall on the line? Because say, let me give you an example. Let's say that I want to make this podcast, my, my end goal, right? Let's say that this is, this is what I want to do for a living. But on my list of my priorities, it's number seven. That's not going to happen. You're not putting enough time into it. You're not grinding for what you want. If it's the seventh most important thing to you, you're not going to make it the number one thing. It's got to be one or two after family or loved ones. You know, it's got to be like, it's got to be something you strive for. And if it's not, you know, you got to be ready to understand that you're not going to get it. But I think for hobbies and things like that. If you have an idea, just start it. You know, it doesn't have to be number one. It just has to be number mm. one. If you want to do that for a career, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I think, definitely get you. Yeah. I definitely get you. Um, cause, um, I'd say I relate a little bit is, uh, I, um, cause I, 
had a lot of things in my mind that I was like, oh, I wanted to go down do painting, I wanted to do uh, do this type of sculpture work, I wanted to do design work, and I was trying to like, do them all at once, and like, oh, because I wanted to, I wanted to be like known as being super creative, but like, oh, anything I can turn my hand to, I can be creative, and it's like, same time, it's like, when you look at that, it's like, and I was like, looking at all this, like, you're getting nowhere, and thinking like, why is this not working out, it's not working out, and also on my social media channels, uh, I, did, I had a bit of everything, you know, a bit of painting in there, a bit of the, you know, the lighting bit, and uh, all this big sculpture work, and it's like, when you look at it, I'm thinking, if I tried to, I looked at like as an observer, like like you know someone else looking at it. I'm thinking, what the hell is this guy doing? You know, it would be like, what the hell? What's going on here? You don't know what he's he got. Like say he doesn't got no career path. It looks like well, he's got no direction. He's got no kind of like thought about where he's going to go. Really. So I remember thinking, right, I need to just you know focus on one, like say, and focus on what you really your real passion. And so when I realised, and I had that hard down sit to yourself. I thought, right. Be sculptor, be sculptor. That's what I did, and I thought, right, that's what I'm, the biggest one I want to do. It's that, and then and, and how am I going to make that happen? Like say, and so it's exactly so. And with your podcast, it's like you know, you've had this idea, you want to do, it, you need to, just, you need like, and then it's just burn that issue. If it doesn't work, then you can like say, you can say you've just you've done it. But if you'll never know what until you start doing it. And but also the thing I was going to say though is you've got to keep and uh, not get daunted by the. Because uh, it's always thing when it's when it's your idea, it's so precious, isn't it? and you can get quite sensitive to whenever. And I, you know, what I mean, it's when it's your like for me, uh, when anyone talks about your business or your hour, it's so like it's hard to not be too sensitive to it when someone says mm-hmm. something about it, or when you and you must find in the early days when you think, oh, what the hell are you doing this for? Or, you know, or you know what I mean? And you, you try to make it, doing it. Yeah, exactly. It's like you don't need any of that anyway. You've got you've already got enough of them bloody demons in your head, probably, aren't you? Yeah. So so it's so. You can't let, so it's quite hard to sometimes have to have that tough shell a little bit to just know, have faith in it, have faith that, and like you say, keep bringing yourself back to the enjoyment factor. I think that's what, for me, why is keep keep bringing back into the enjoyment factor is why you want to do it, and you enjoy it, and then that keeps the fuel going, I think, in, in my eyes it does. And obviously, to me, obviously, encouragement helps. And when you start doing well a little bit, you know, you're doing quite well, it does, I think everybody gets you know sucker down to that when he wants to feel like we're doing good in something don't we so and I've, that did obviously help me a little bit you know because i thought oh you're doing really good you're good at this you're good at that okay so you kind of that added to the fuel to keep it going so it is hard if you straight away something new like it's me i feel like it'd be easy for me because i've always had been a, had an art side and everyone's always known me that's i've been quite good at art so i've always been from an early age had a um uh a kind of a path it feels like when I think of it I've always had a kind of a path towards the art really without me knowing and whereas always with other people wise it's weird to and I, I, I've taken it for granted like, I feel so blessed the fact that I talk to some people and I'm like I don't know what I want to do what do I want to do and I think it's really sad I always really think really like oh come on what can I I always feel like want to try and find them a passion I want to find them a you know a cause and I always keep saying you want to keep trying different things it's just you know, you'll find even if you practice that, you know, like say one little hobby, a little bit, like of just even if it's playing golf, or even if it's just you know, if that's your main thing, and passion, maybe do something more linked towards it, and you know, work in that industry or something instead of just being, you know, okay, I have my one little hobby on the weekend. You know what I mean? Maybe make it more of your passion if you get me, and then you won't be anyway. Yeah. I don't know if I'm here. That's the question. No, but. you are. Yeah. Um, isn't it crazy how like a hundred a hundred um like how a hundred uh positive things people could say to you sticks in your head just as much as one negative thing that saying to yourself like i always think it's crazy how like the worst thing that you can do is let somebody else um ensure the negative criticism that's in your head you know what i mean if you let someone do that you've already lost because like you get a you get a um let, let me give you an example. You get a, let's say someone's like, oh, this piece is brilliant. You know, you feel good yeah. for that moment, but it's really easy to let it go. You know, you don't yeah. harp on it all day. But if yeah. someone's like, God, that is God awful. That is dog water. Get out of here. You're probably like thinking about <laughs> shit, it all day. Shit. You're like, yeah, out of the way, yeah. <laughs> my dog water. Like, <laughs> um, and it's, it's one of the things you have to realize is you got to let go. You know, you got to let go of the negative just like as as just as well as you let go of the positive, you know, yeah. you feel it for a second, you think about it. And if it's actual criticism, 
because there's a difference between someone being like, hey, you know, this piece needs another thing. Maybe you should try this. Something who knows something about sculpting or something who knows something yeah. about what I do. Um, that's like positive criticism. You're like, yeah. and you're like, maybe you'll be like, damn, that hurts a little bit, but like you learn from it and you grow. Then someone yeah, just no, definitely, like, yeah. your dog water. Like they're just being a, a hater, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Not, definitely yeah. That. yeah. Cause I feel like you've got, um, I've got, that's something I am learning a lot more is that, that, Getting, analyzing your ego a little bit and just constantly like I'm trying to always keep it in check a little bit and realize when people say things like say it's just a thought it's just a, it's just they don't have any power it's just a thought at the end of the day and try and remember that it's hard too though I'm still you know it's easy saying it right now <laughs> but uh, it's hard to like just let them let them just channel through and not not not, yeah. not be like say cling a hold to you because uh, exactly even I got even I can say the thing, same thing when you, you get positive um, comments sometimes it's this way we are British wise, but sometimes when someone says nice things to you, like you go, Oh yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's, yeah. it's, right. you're you poo It's like, no, maybe we just accept that. So he's like, accept it. Like, it's like, no, it was good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's good. It's good. And you just accept it. Like saying, and feel it. And yeah, like you said, you say, and, and, and then everything else that doesn't, you know, serve you any purpose, you just let it go. Shouldn't you? And so, and I'll, I'll just take the criticism on board. Like you say, cause I do feel like I've learned to, um, uh, Looking from other fellow other kind of sculptors, and getting some. If it has been hard, it's gonna get critique a little bit because obviously we early starting out. You kind of want some kind of direction, you want some kind of like nod and and I've like reached out to some sculptors. I've been quite quite helpful and supportive. And it's like amazing to think of where I was views going. I got a few little people giving me a little bit of support, and I know I'm so much better than I am then. I always sometimes love to look back sometimes at old sketchbooks and old drawings and think. Wow, I used to think I was really good then. Like, but how come I am now? And it's just sometimes it's a nice little confirmation to think, look, see, you are getting better. You are. It's just this nice progression thing. If you're keeping at it, you are. You know, are progressing something else. It's exciting to think, oh, where could I be next? Then and I'm like, I'm only, I'm only still under thirty yet. So well, I've got one more year of being under thirty. And like, oh, still the world's my oyster. Still feeling I can get more done. But at the same time, you always want to do more, more, more. Like instantly, don't you? But I've started to realize it's that journey. It's enjoyable, isn't it? It's enjoyable to progress. Instant gratification versus delayed gratification. It's yeah. so you put off something um, for instant gratification, like playing video games or uh, partying. You know, if you like, that's all good and fun once in a while. You know, but if you do it for mm -hmm. months on end, delaying things or pushing off things that you know you want to do or know you need to do, that's when it becomes. Yeah. A uh, one of the biggest things that I deal with is I'm a super anxious person. I deal with anxiety super bad. And so I got to like, if I have, I'm super hard on myself too. And so I have to like disassociate myself from those negative feelings. And it's one of the hardest things that I've ever like that I'm yeah. doing. Like, um, one of the worst things. So I'm a kicker in football and it's a head game, man. That is literally a yeah. head game. It's all in your head. And so like even yesterday I had a, I had a decent day. I didn't have a bad day. I didn't have a great day, but I didn't have a bad yeah. day What by, by any stretch. And the last day I've been in my head about it thinking like, how did I do bad? You know, things like that. So it's like, you know, one of those things is you can't listen to those internal thoughts, you know, cause they're not you. And, yeah. and, everyone deals with them but like if you let them just circulate there and postulate man yeah. you can find yourself in a world of hurt and no, it's not by any stretch yeah. or your imagination because you can feel it you know so yeah. just associating yourself with those negative thoughts and making sure you know that that's not you do you have like mechanisms or do you do and do any mechanisms to try and like to detach it are you, are you still working yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> grit <laughs> i try to one of the things i try to do one is take your vitamins that's the one thing yeah. i say is you should always take your vitamins uh especially i live in the pacific northwest of uh united states for college and it's super gloomy here and i'm from oh, Vegas, right. or super sunny so vitamin d is something that's super like yeah not any. My heart. yeah so when i'm here i have to take vitamin d or else i'll be like low yeah. in my mood um and then i also try to breathe when i'm getting like that and then yeah. another thing is write down like like writing down if i'm really bad in my head writing down like okay what are you like what are you actually worried about um oh, what are that's a good idea. yeah and then what like what are like thoughts that like could happen the worst things that could happen or could have happened and the best things that could have happened and then what probably yeah. happened you know yeah. or what probably is gonna happen so yeah. it's finding that balance of good and bad to keep you growing yeah. and keep you getting better but also not keeping you like 
contained in like chains. That's what I do. Yeah. I feel, I feel like you start trying to think sometimes like, like when I, I feel like, why, why am I thinking this? Why, why you just trying to answer the question. Like you say, asking, asking questions and they're going like, why, why, why is this coming and now? Why, why, and what's the issue? And then, like I said, but it's good as an idea to write them down and it might become easier to clarity. It's like, it's once you get them, I feel like for me, it's like once you get them um, in thoughts and out, out um, identified as just thoughts and instead of disattaching them from physically you, I just think they're just, I think they're just a, just a thought. And I've tried to think of them like, not, not, not like the drunk monkey in your head a little bit, like that, 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 that he's just constantly trying to throw things out to get your attention. Mm-hmm. I try to keep thinking like that and just think he's just he's just someone who's trying to put a movie reel, you know, movie reel on you on, on a time and he's just trying to he knows you you you're scared of the the you know the not the good ones so he keeps pulling them out but you know you get more of a reaction from them so I try and try and think of it in that way but um but yeah but writing it down is a good idea I feel like because that's as long as it me for me it's just trying to see if you can get them out and realize they're not not part of you but that's a good idea I'm, like, I'm gonna write that down actually the the Write, write them down here, so. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> them down, get them out and you can read them yeah. see how stupid they are. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, then you'll realize, yeah. Because it sounds you. so right in your head. Negative thoughts yeah. sound so correct yeah. when they're speaking to you. Like, you suck. You're not good. You're not going to yeah. grow. It sounds so right. And then you write them down and be like, no, I don't. And yeah, then yeah, your, exactly. ego, your ego starts to get, no, I don't. And then, <laughs> it's a constant balance yeah, 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 of yeah, like yeah. conscious and subconscious mind. Man, yeah. I negative, like, it's so crazy that humans, like, that's like one of the most prominent features of humans is that there's this inner conscious in them that is, that is either telling, like, either feeding them good things and helping them grow. Yeah. Negative thoughts do, or it's just like constantly, like, fighting them you know and it's it's wild because you know it's it's like i mean that's what keeps us innovating and keeps us growing it's like no i can do this and stuff like that but it also is something that keeps a lot of people sheltered man yeah from doing what they want to do yeah yeah definitely because i'm I'm, like say when you think when you say it's like why the hell is it is it there in a reason like it makes you feel you know drive you know we think evolution like we should be uh going towards a perfect kind of you know you know, rare species or whatever. It's like, why the hell does that bit exist then? Why is the negativity side to these? I mean, sometimes it's helpful to go, okay, it exists because it's there to try and protect you in some situations and to try and lessen your ego a little bit. And that's, it's trying to, and it's like, recognize it's just trying, it's that, that is a mechanism to look, keep you alive a little bit in some ways. Yeah. But it is like, say, baffling still at the same time. It's like, come on, it keep, but that's why I feel like we need. We, I think this whole world and this lockdown realizing to a lot of people is how important and how crucial the mind is. And it's like, and it's sad to think it's only taken this to make people realize a bit more to that you know how crucial it is a little bit. And um, but I do think, like, say, hopefully, if, if you go back to the other thing, saying like, if you do people do what you enjoy, wise, it just helps the other one out. I just think totally a lot more. Like, um, um, then again, still, I'm, I'm not. And some people still out there or struggle even though they're probably doing what they're passionate mm-hmm. but um this even for me my example I, it's always quite nice to i can shut off in my when i do my work and my art wise i can shut off into another world and another zone it's that's my escapism it's, it's like you can you can so that's why i feel like it's quite lucky in doing art wise you can you know take yourself in somewhere else and it's quite nice to but for example when you're podcasting you might run talking you get i was thinking sometimes um, it's interesting we have like all these different characters I always feel like we have this character like you know like it's your when for me first time meeting you I'm kind of in another character at the moment you know what I mean I'm not like fully me or yeah I'm like right, you know what I mean like you're in this sort of zone a little bit and it's all good I'm, you know <laughs> you're a nice guy like it's all good <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying like it's like the only laughter is like say you meet a few times I'll start to get more comfortable uh, yeah but at the same time I, I still like this person now it was like putting his full face, he's all happy, tapping all good and good and good the first time. Then after more and more time, you realize it'd be more subdued a little bit. It's more, you'll be more. I always find it amazing, like, say, how we have these different modes. Oh, I always, yeah. It is like with some multiple, multiple versions of ourselves. It's just like understanding that, like, we're not just one being. We think we're this one person, but I feel like we're multiple persons. It's like hard to remember we are multiple. You know yeah, I mean? we're. So every. So let's. Let me just put this in example for the listeners and everything imagine everybody knows a hundred people right so 
that's a hundred different U's. That's a hundred different. So let's say my example, that's a hundred Collins that exist in the world. Then you got to add those a hundred people who speak about me to a hundred people, which is 10,000 people. That's, that's 10,000 different Collins to 10,000 different people. And then let's just say, or even my influence, 10,000 different Collins influences, 10,000 times a hundred. That's a million. That's a million different Collins influences that are out in the world. Three people (laughs) away. um, Three people away is a million different use that exists through influence. Um, Now it's probably a little less than that, but that's, if everyone knows a hundred people, that's basically what it is. So just thinking about that, you know, it makes you think, be positive to people. (laughs) Don't because think about it. Let's, let me just let, let me just give an example of how, what negativity can do. So I'm, let's say I have a bad podcast. I'm having a great podcast, but let's say I have a bad one. I'm pissed off. I go out there. I scream at my roommate for no reason. Just yell because I'm mad. You know, he calls his mom and his mom's just trying to talk to him and he yells at her. He's like, he just, because I just yelled at him. His mom, she's pissed off. She yells at maybe his younger brother. His younger brother goes to school, yells at one of his friends. His his friend yells at their parent. Their parent yells at their boss or their, their coworker. And it's this whole chain reaction of negativity. Meanwhile, I'm having a great podcast. We're having a great one. I give yeah. you a couple of smiles. You go, you give another person a smile. Yeah, smile, yeah, yeah. Smile, and it's a chain reaction. It's a chain reaction of positivity or negativity. So next time, before you think of yelling at someone because you're pissed off, think about what's going to, what the chain reaction of your actions are actually are. Yeah. And that's what I always find amazing isn't it? when you, we are in a heated argument and all stuff. It's like amazing how you suddenly need to do it. Like say another, another character, you know, this other rage moment. It's like this instantaneous, you know, like, and it's going to go just as quickly. It's just to remember that. It can just go up like that. So, so it's like, just really get, get out of the way. Blah, blah, blah. And, but, you know, obviously not to anyone, but it's like, if you can get out of the way, it's like, you realize that was mad. What the hell? You know what I mean? It's, and and realize you, it can be over. You know what I mean? And that split second, it feels like the only thing to do is to do that. And it's, I don't know, for me, it's, it's maybe there's a lesson to realize is that it'll go straight away and you'll think completely different as soon as you've vented or whatever. Um, and, you, and you realize how silly you were, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, only, it's sad that it's only after as you realize, you know, but, but yeah, it's a good point the way you said though, you know, how it, that chain reaction though. I think venting is important though. I will say. I yeah, exactly. Otherwise you'll be, bah, you'll be yeah. even yeah. then you'll be, it'll be a bigger explosion, won't it? And you'll probably cause yourself more. But vent to someone that like, knows you're venting you know yeah um, like someone well, you can vent you can you have to vent at someone you know you can vent, like yeah, yeah you true can, you know what i mean you can with someone the way. versus at someone yeah yeah exactly oh you but like i said i felt the whole reason why i swear was very creative brilliant just <laughs> just <laughs> vent away on there like you know very helpful i heard i heard i watched a documentary yeah. on swear words it's quite funny <laughs> saying like how they're important they're helpful <laughs> they're healthy <laughs> but uh, uh yeah yeah exactly but as long as the person knows that you're doing it, like say, I think we all do that. Like I do it with my girlfriend sometimes. It's when you snap, you're like, "Sorry, that was, you know, I was in an, you know, the world." And we all realize that, you know what I mean? But, um, uh, but yeah, it's like, it, when you, you, it's sad that when you hear when um, uh, my girlfriend said to me, saying like, saying, for example, if the boss or something was coming to you um, and had a go at you, so it's like, and maybe just to realize it's not, uh, it's not the. Um, him whatever he's saying it's voicing his securities onto you it's not it's don't take it so you know personally because i think sometimes it's they're just voicing their shit onto you like say sometimes it's to well, i don't know if i swear like <laughs> um their voice you know what i mean it's, sometimes it's they're deliberately doing it to don't take it you know am i making sense yeah you're making sense yeah so that's that's the only bit sometimes it's it's hard so it feels like you have to be a better person to realize it then you'll be better off doing that and like you say, breaking that chain a little bit, and it's like, and I'm trying to, you know, like to be that better person, be and shift it down, and to no one else. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I feel yeah. like you know, we're complicated <laughs> human beings, aren't we? It's complicated. Yeah, it's we are complicated. Mental, aren't we? Like you know, so many little tiny little things that's going on in the world, like just complex. Yeah. So where are you from? From exactly? Oh, sorry. So I'm in Northern England. So it's like. uh uh, like we got, we say you've got states. Um, like I'm in like a state of like, like uh, uh, we call them counties. So I'm like in uh, a Yorkshire county. Uh, so it's quite a, a northern. So if you ever watch Game of Thrones, just think of me as a northerner. <laughs> That's what I always like to tell people. Like, we're just, we're just yeah. south of the, the wall. 
<laughs> that's why <where> I am. <laughs> have you always grown up in Northern England? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, yeah, always been, uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I've, I've never been to Europe. Yeah. Um, have you been to the United States? Yeah, I've been, I went to, uh, went to, obviously went to Disneyland. I know younger, uh, went to Florida and I've been to Daytona Beach. Yeah, Florida, yeah. that's in Florida. It's the same place. All right, yeah. So I've been twice. I went where my, my, actually my granddad's here lives in Florida. Um, so I've, I've visited him a few times. Um, I haven't been for, I haven't been for a while. Though. It was when I was a kid when I last time I went. Um, but I do want to go again. do want to go. I want to, there's, there's a lot to tick off on, on in, in, in America. I don't know, so much. It's, you just forget how vast it is. Like, uh, it's weird. I always think, because also your, your state is the size of, size of my country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why it baffles me when you look, you know, like, you know, USA as a, as a country. Right? You forget how big it is living here because, like, yeah. you, we're the United States, we're Americans, but, like, we're all so different, you know? Yeah. And we're seeing that now. We're finally seeing that. There's, like, we're having this. The big argument right now is the, is the progressive, like, um, urban people people who live in cities people who are more educated yeah. versus the um blue collar middle ground states yeah. uh rural and i think a lot of the argument is that there's there's different ways of living in the united states because it's so vast like yeah. the east coast is very different than the west coast we have different like because we have like I don't know how many different accents. There's like my accent, which yeah. is a standard American accent, I would say. Like what you hear in movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's like the Southern drawl, y'all, and stuff like that. And then there's like the East Coast Boston accent. Yeah. New Yorker. And then yeah. there's like the Canadian Minnesota people. And then, but like those, like we have all the, and then there's the, the Hispanics who are more in the South. Yeah. Hispanic accents. So we have all these different, like, different type of people, different type of speaking, and we all try to come together under one United States. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an odd combination, isn't it? And I, I always think it's where, is it, when, only from when my granddad telling me, like, because um, I was too young at the time, I can't really understand America, really. Um, but when Amy tells me, it's just like, it's amazing to, like, state to state. It's like, you're, you're like a different country. Like, you make up different laws and different things. That, that used to baffle me. It's like, you just constantly, you're not in a different country, yet you are, it seems, it seems to me. I don't know, from overhearing him, why it sounds like, like say you just turn into one state to another, it's like you this this is this rule, but that's this rule, and then this is you know what I mean it's different. So this is what I can help you with because I am a political science student. Um the way the United States work is federalism. Do you know what federalism is? You might not. No. <laughs> so yeah, it, you wouldn't know unless you lived here. It's so it's federal government is supreme to the state government. And that wasn't really always the case. When we first came here from England and we first were like uh, declaring our independence, we had the Articles of Confederation, which was the states were supreme. It was a confederation of states. The states were supreme to the federal government. And then we were like, nope, doesn't work because the federal government had no power. And they were like, we can't tax, like we need armies and we, we need things that unify us. So then what we did was we wrote, they wrote John, James Madison, the founders, John, um, John Adams, John Jay, all them, they wrote Thomas Jefferson, if you know any George Washington. Yeah, I remember, uh, they ring yeah. a bell. <laughs> yeah, they wrote the they wrote the Constitution, and which is this very vast, vague written oh, Constitution. Oh, is that something that brought you all together? Then that's the that's yeah. But and yeah. then but what really brought us together was um, so the Bill of Rights. Uh, do you know? What, I'm sure you England has. I've, I've heard it. I've heard it. I don't know. I don't know the important. But I've heard all these in movies, yeah. like you say. Yeah. So Bill of Rights is just like the ten first amendments to the Constitution, which yeah. is like we have the right to free speech, the right to bear arms, things like that. And so, but the states didn't think that they were a part of that for a while. So the states thought that they were they had their they, the Bill of Rights, the Federal Bill of Rights, because it, at first it only applied to the federal government, and then the Fourteenth Amendment. Um, was like the big one. It made all people born citizens, so slaves. It made the slave citizens, um, or they weren't slaves then because of the 13th Amendment, but they were the African Americans. They were finally citizens, and it also made every it made the Bill of Rights apply to the states. So the states couldn't enact a law that went against the federal government. So that's why we see marijuana is um, illegal federally, but it's legal in certain states. Yeah, that's a bit of baffling. Like I say, like you hear a lot about it in the news, like like some bits going. It's like. How the hell, like, something can be <laughs> something like that extreme? You'd be like, like, you know what I mean? 
It's, it baffles me. So it all comes from the 10th Amendment. The 10th Amendment says, mm-hmm. 10th Amendment says that all power is not written down to the federal government is um, goes to the states to decide. So the federal government is supreme. So whatever the federal government says um, is reigns supreme, but the states get to like, they get some powers. Like that's why abortion is a hot topic right now because Uh, the federal government through the Supreme court enacted it um, unconstitutional. uh, But for a while states were allowed to make abortion illegal. So it's becoming, it's, it's, it becomes a problem with Southern or not Southern, but state tradition versus the federal government's power. That's like kind of the clash we're having right now. Jeez, you must be so like so confused all the time. Like it's like God, like yeah, like just locking knuckleheads, and then actually, yeah, it's like who's got the right? And there we are. Must be such a weird, confusing. <laughs> yeah. United States is it's wild. It's um, <laughs> wow, <Wild>, wow, <wild> West. <laughs> complex. It's definitely complex. Um, we learned all of most of our stuff from you guys, though, uh, like Blackstone and Common Law and stuff. It, what I learned that was fascinating about you guys is your constitution is unwritten. So you guys basically act on like social norms and things like that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I also, mean like we just kind of like take it for example, or take it for granted, or just we just do it because of. Well, your parliament is supreme. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like what they say, you, no one like no one, um, no one can like really challenge that. All we have the separation of powers. So there's the president, the Congress, and the uh, Supreme Court, and they challenge each other all the time. No one really has power. Uh, right. Nothing really happens in the United States unless it goes to the Supreme Court because everyone uh, like they all check each other. So I thought it was fascinating that you guys have parliament supremacy because like your your guys' prime minister is in parliament, which is common yeah. for us. It's wild. You see, that's like every time you ask the you have a, like an MP. Obviously, it's probably similar, like that, don't you? Where you have an MP, uh, or you have a person representing your area, uh, and to to represent you. If that's what we have, yeah. is like an MP. But I don't know. I'm guessing you have the same. Um. So yeah, like that. I would be. That would be like. So there's the House of Representatives is like represent re- representatives for districts. So it'd be like Clark County, which is like Las Vegas, Nevada, would have a representative. Uh, yeah. Um. And then the, or have a couple of representatives and then Senate is two Congress people per state. And that would be like from each state and they have the states, right? And then there would be the president who's the United States, like head of state oh, yeah. um, and head of government. And then there's the, yeah. Court, which is like the law of the land. Yeah. It's amazing to think like, actually, you actually get anything. Uh, so when you think, when he explained it out to me, it feels like amazingly actually can, you know, cause uh, actually get anything. Done. Done. You know, yeah. We don't, that's the problem. We don't get anything done. <laughs> they just argue all the time. That's kind of. <laughs> There's never been any middle ground. The one thing that's been politics with me in in our country wise is I just get so fed up. Is um is like when because obviously like you guys, you're only, there's only really mainly two major parties really. Like we have some other parties like you know, um, but it's mainly conservative and Labour. And it's like it annoys me. Like it's always every time you watch the comments of you know them battling it out of like discussing. Uh, a topic or whatever, and like trying to well argue whatever, and it's just like I always. It's like no matter what um, this side, this party thinks, uh, this side will just agree, disagree with it just for the sake of it because you don't want to be them. But yet, I would trust. This is what gets me annoying. But I, I bet there's that she's common middle ground more often than not. But they just will say there's not just because it's oh no, we don't want to be part of this. And we have all these politicians all the time. Like go oh the very this and the very that. And it's like. I would respect someone so much more. I would, if we just don't believe any gospel lawyer and uh, any politician, and it's probably the same way, like, you just do, can't, can't trust them to you as far as you can throw them. But what I'm saying is, I would trust so much more someone who goes, oh, actually, I agree, I agree on this. I don't agree on that. I don't know. Because that is life. We, we, some people agree on this, but that, or I disagree on this. But, you know, that is a person. Is You know, we are different. You know what I mean? It's just, but it's always duh no, I'm definitely not yet. Everything on that and everything on that, I don't like you. It's just, that's what annoys me so much about politics. That's the, the shitty thing is that's how America started. The American uh, Constitution, because a bunch of men got together and argued about yeah. like how, like, and then created the Constitution on what they agreed about, yeah. what they disagreed about. Um, and now it's turned into, at least the United States, I don't, I'm sure the whole world is turned into, if you don't, if you disagree with me, you're the enemy. And that's, yeah. like, that's how things get done, dude. We yeah. are built on the, on, we are the first amendment of the constitution is freedom of speech and expression of religion. We are built on the proposition that everybody's different and you should be able to say what you can say what you want, yeah. um, against other people. We should learn and grow. 
And so it's, it's shitty that mm-hmm. like we've come to a time in life where, you know, speaking has become like, you know, like speaking is for a certain people. Like, you know, I feel like some people feel like who are like, I said this in class yesterday in my constitutionalism class. I said, um, you know, I think the people who are actually should be speaking about this stuff and should be de- debating are scared to, or like they don't want to. Yeah. Time yeah. Yeah. Or the person who's like an expert in that area. So it's like, hey, we should really like, hey, you should be the only person we should be listening to. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm not allowed to say this. Like I say, cause I've yeah. been paid into it. And then it's all, it's all that at the end of the day, it's all money behind it and all that. Lot. And it's just annoying to like, say it's, you know, you didn't get the facts in it. I'm going to say something I've forgotten now, but, uh, I now. Um, but back to sculpting. Um, oh yeah. We've got a tangent. Aren't we? <laughs> uh, back to sculpting. Uh, what, is, what is your favorite? I mean, you don't have to have one, but like if you had one favorite sculpture, what would it be? And what was it? Um, I think, uh, it's hard. Uh, it's hard to choose one. Um, one that sticks out to you. Um, well, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite uh, sorry. It's quite. It's, the hard question is with this though is, is because for me, anyway, it's like you're constantly developing. You can't seem to n- nail down one thing. I'll give you an answer, there, but but, mm-hmm. but uh, it's hard to nail down like because you because like, you keep when I said you keep looking back, or I just keep thinking oh, I'm, I'm progressing all the time. You keep you keep moving the goalpost yeah. a little bit, constantly pushing yourself, and you keep coming up with new, new ideas. And that's the best bit as well. Is like I keep converging new styles. I keep. Like the problem is, it, I, I, it's not it's not a bad problem to have, but, but as artists, like there's a lot of artists out there who seem to find their style the one and 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 keep with that for the rest of their life a little bit. Whereas I feel like I'm constantly kind of keep changing a little bit, and like and I feel like it's good to do that because you keep finding new ideas, pushing the boundaries. And because you probably might see my work wise, there's, there's a bit even though I'm doing sculpture, I'm still a bit of there's a bit of you know it's still a bit hard to not just kind of pin down and just do one kind of style a little bit but um uh but to give you an example i'm really quite happy with my uh, shoe flow kind of style i call it shoe flow it's basically it's a horse sculpture uh horse head i've recently done it's like um i have um horseshoes where i've chopped them up and then uh, stitched them kind of weld them back together and kind of created oh, the form that, yeah. of a horse yeah so basically i quite like that style it's really quite contemporary um because i think it's it's got a nice play in it that you don't realize it's made from horseshoes until like a second glance it's like and then you go oh it's made horseshoe and then it's like it's quite nice because it allowed me to get that extra depth of detail of mm-hmm. sculpting a horse and uh as a nice little link to it because it's like a horse made out of horseshoes and it's like but done with more detail and it's more contemporary and i feel like it's more high quality i can get to our next step a little bit with it and um um but then again i've got this other horse sculpture i don't know what i'm doing right now she's really quite excited making out of car parts and making like um, a horse head out of um, car panels and going to like bash them up together and in different kind of shapes. That's uh, so that's looking quite good. But I'm doing a lot of horses. You might, you might see there's a train with horses wise. Uh, there's a lot of, I know there's, you know, more affluent kind of areas are with horse culture work and, and I'm getting quite good at doing horses. So that's why I'm kind of like doing, not the bread and butter a little bit, but it's doing that a little bit, just kind of developing your, your, your presence and your brand a little bit until, uh, I get into more ideas like that one behind me. That's a, like a wall piece where it's got there's a bit more concept in it. Where that's it's called Mother Aura, That one. It's like there's a crack in the middle. It's like a baby in the middle, and it's kind of like there's I like to get the in the future to get more concepts and more ideas and meanings of things that, to inspire people and go, oh, hang on, what's going on there? Because I used to do a lot of that in my painting work. So um, it'd be nice to kind of bring that into your sculpture work a little bit. Like so, um, but for now, it's kind of like doing bits to kind of tip the bills a little bit. So, <laughs> so it's not a bad way to do tip the bills in doing. What's the largest sculpture you've ever done? So I've done a full scale, uh, full scale rearing horse. I've done, I've, I've just done a set my, well, the second one's nearly done. It just needs welding up completely. Um, that was made out of horseshoes. The first one I did was sold to Cheltenham race course, which is quite a prestigious race course in, uh, in England. And, um, uh, and, uh, I'm currently working, I've been working this other one as mainly uh, the reason why I did it was, um, because I, I did the first one. I knew it could improve. Wise, I knew it could. I did the first one. I started that one when I was fourteen. So I was like, I, I can't give myself some credit. It wasn't the best. Like you know, at the same time as how old I was, and I was wanting to do a better job to make it more anatomically correct and more in proportion to a normal horse. And I had this other style of like using the sides of the horseshoes, um, as well as like the faces of them. 
to like create like the muscle strands and it makes it, it just adds more detail into a horse culture and uh, it's quite a good i'm really quite chuffed with it i just need to the reason why i started though was to think oh well i'll get this done and sold and that'll hopefully pay to help promote the business a little bit like in terms of like, i'll go and go to shows and pay for going to exposure to getting to that extra level if you know what i mean yeah. uh so it's been that's been on the cars long-term project uh is that sculpture and i'm i'm kind of missing that long-term project i think i always realize you need to have something long-term just to in the background when you're having an off day on something on the commission or it's like just nice to show off and do something else a little bit and, and just tick away on something Definitely. Uh, but it's now it's kind of nearly done it's like oh kind of missing that next big one now <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's and that's so to get height wise it's about 15 foot a normal rearing yeah it's, it's on my instagram page it's a rearing one recently it's um uh i think there's a picture of me sat on it <laughs> i was looking thankfully oh, it i did, did hold. see that i did see yeah that, that's the one yeah so uh it's weird when you took photos and got it out of the workshop and like oh god it's actually bigger than it i thought it was like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's when you think of it in the workshop, you like, just get used to it, don't you? So, um, uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's the biggest one. I've got more plans in the future to do some bigger ones, but I kind of want to get some, uh, you know, actually do if I do a bigger one again, hopefully be a commission instead of just doing it on my own bat, because then I won't have the trouble of trying to sell it. <laughs> yeah, so that's a very large, very large. Yeah, that's the, that's the trouble I'm finding at the moment. Like, I need to get around to, to selling it somehow. So, yeah, <laughs> I found well, it. I- I did, yeah. I did somehow just you know anyway. there'll be a way there's someone will want it there's someone out there who wants horses yeah. anyone out there anyone on this podcast yeah. this is a you free shout out <laughs> hey no for real if you guys want to check him out um, give yourself a little shout out real quick on your Instagram and your yeah website. it's Ollie Holman Sculpture pretty easy yeah there you go yes Northern England a northerner <laughs> if you guys watch Game of Thrones yeah 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 I sold uh, work to America as well I've got yeah, one yeah. in so uh, I do ship out to Florida. Oh, to, oh, he also America. ships out to Florida and, and anywhere else in America. Just, yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of thought, like, yes, USA is yeah. all. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Um, I think that's a good way to end it, man. Thank you for coming yeah. on the show. No, thanks. Yeah, it's quite fun. Yeah, it's uh, quite an enjoyable tangents. Episode 46 with Ollie Holman, a sculptor out in Northern England. You know, I love social media because it gets me to connect with people who maybe don't have the same interests as me or maybe don't live in the same country as me. You know, this podcast and Zoom has really changed my life. If you guys like it, give it a like, share, subscribe, download. Tell your friends about the Call a Man's Answers show. Check me in next week when I have my new episode out. And as always, stay demanding. <laughs> <laughs>